I really think we need some fucking space right now. We're one bad day away from a fucking breakdown. Any fucking day now, our love will fade out. So we might as well just cut our losses and escape now. This ain't gonna play out how you want it to, babe. This can only really go one or two ways. In one or two days, we'll dig one or two graves. Never too late to prepare for doomsday. How long will you stay in the eye of the storm? Fight it tooth and nail just to break a few bones. We can't change the past, but the future's untold. So make these moments last, we don't know what it holds. Would you wait for me if I went on the road? Would you stay with me even after I blow? If every day was a show, would you stay, would you go? Could you carry the load, or are we doomed to implode? The more I think about it, I don't want to know. The more I think about it, I already know. So raise your glass, make a toast, go ahead, take off your clothes. Get exposed. Where this goes, I don't know. Lose control, here we go. So do you ever really look up at the stars and wonder how similar we really are? Because I do. Yeah. It's funny you bring up Geauga Lake. I just posted something that Geauga Lake just lowered their ticket prices to $80 to get That's in. That's Cedar Point. Cedar Point. Was it? I thought it that's, was Geauga No, Geauga Lake is closed. God. Oh, that's right. I am Geauga Lake. I'm mixing if up. Geauga Lake had their ticket prices lowered, it, that I would be I would be shocked because I, I mean they open. Yeah, yeah no, they've been is, closed for a long time. It's actually a lot cheaper to get into Geauga Lake now. It's, it's fucking free. Yeah. But, well, uh, no, it's not free. It comes with a case. It does. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, 80 bucks to get in. Yeah, they lowered it for the first time in two decades. It was 100 last year, and that was without parking. What? It was a. Jesus Christ, that is so much. Like, so think about I sent. Someone responded, like a friend of mine responded, and I was like, uh, I don't remember who responded, but we, we started talking about it, and I was like, so basically, like a family, like a, like a wife, a husband, two kids. It'll cost him $400 to get in there with tax? Yeah, I mean, it, it's like, if you want to go with a family, it's better to commit for going for a whole summer and getting a season pass. That's what they told me. They were like, oh, the pass is cheaper. And well, you're going to make it out. If you make it out there like four or five times. You'll make up four by Yeah, by you just got to make sure you're planning that for that summer. Like, get your Cedar Point summer. Like, Ugh, fuck that. I know, it's, it's, it's fuck that. But it's like, also, you can go on like a Monday or a Tuesday randomly. No, I'm going to Because it's a summer. And that, like, that's going to be my life. I'm going to go there. Yeah. My kid gets older. We're gonna go there. Yeah, he's gonna be like my friends went to Cedar Point. I'm like, fuck your friends. Yeah, and I know. Then, your your friends just cost me a couple hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> but yeah, that'll be. I remember going down to Disney. I don't know if you ever been down there, like in Florida, and like they do. Oh, yeah. They're pretty. They like post. Like they have like those digital. You know, that tell you how much it is. There was this dude that had a large family with him and friends, and it was like twenty one hundred dollars for him to get in. Like, he hadn't spent $2,100. I can go to, like, Curacao for $2,100. That's ridiculous. Dude, we, uh, I pre much preferred Universal as a kid mm. to Disney. Never a big, like, I liked the Disney movies and whatever, but never big on, like, the park over Universal. I was a way bigger fan of the Universal Park. Yeah. My friend's family 
and I um, would go to Florida every year for spring break. They would take me with them. The dad owns a comedy club franchise across the country, the improv. Nice. Cool. Um, and I grew up in a comedy club pretty much. So, like, I would go to these different comedy clubs every, like, there's one in Tampa, and there's one in uh, Orlando, and there's one in Miami, and we would, he would fucking take us in this, like, limo car, and we would drive around, and we would go stay with, like, family one night and get to go to a really shitty hotel the other night across the street from some shitty CeCe's Pizza where he would take us out. Oh, my God. It was, oh, dude, that guy is, is, is something. I, uh, I think my Florida days are over. Uh, my... My wife's uh, parents are moving here from Florida. Mm. We actually went there. The reverse we, Cleveland yeah. Jew. Well, as soon as they, well, they, they're from here originally, then they moved out. They've been down there like 15, 16, 17 years or something like that. But as soon as they found out there was a baby coming, like, ah, we got to move back, back, fuck. And her dad was not into it. <laughs> he's like, fuck your weather. I want to be down here. But, you know, it, it, he, he, he's going to suck it up. They just got a place out in Westlake, so they're really close. So, I always uh, say it's better to appreciate each season. While we still have them in these fucking times, yeah, man, than it knows. is to be down there with Florida Man and whatever he's fucking doing, because Florida Man dominates the news over there. Florida Man, Florida Woman, that is man. They don't, man. You go. They don't fuck about down there with. It's us. just. I mean, it's just. I don't. I don't. Two states that don't really feel like going to are Texas and and Florida. I don't know. I just don't feel like I'd have a fantastic time. I, that's not, I, I'm sure that there's fantastic times to be had yeah. in both of those states. And I'm not, but like for me, I'm, I'm, I'm not a giant hot weather fan all the fucking time. And like, like right now, this is my favorite type of weather. Like 60 degrees, 70 degrees. I like where I'm comfy in a hoodie or a t-shirt. Yes, yeah, like, fantastic. Like yeah. Fantastic. And um, I can always bulk up, but I, I cannot. I can, so yeah, I can solve being cold. I can just put more clothes. Like I can't only take so much off yeah. before the cops get involved. But the, uh, it's, no, it's true. It's I'm, fucking, I'm, yeah. I'm, like, I, I agree, and I am the same way. Like, I I like part. Like, there are parts of Florida and Texas that I do like. Like, I like Austin. I've always had a great time every time I go there. We went to Austin. Even went to Austin City Limits in October. It was still hot as shit. It was like 92 degrees every single day. I can't do that. Like, it's, 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 it's rough. But Florida, like, I remember there's a place outside of Miami also, Texas called. Texas Power Miami. Grid System it scares oh, the fucked. living yeah. shit out of me. Yeah. Yeah, I'm the, up here in Cleveland like, you guys can't handle what? <laughs> like, you guys can't handle my Sunday afternoon and then I'm happy for it. It's going, I'm like, oh my God, it's only this. Like, and the, oh, like, oh my God. Yeah, it's, it's, it's wild watching how they, they react to like normal stuff that we, like the, our normal weather. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, it's, it's, it's even crazier how ill-prepared they are in 2023 Oh, their their place is not even that far south. Like you go to like the Carolinas. Yeah. Like I used to. Uh, I have family, like cousins and shit. They're in the Carolina. Like they'll get like three inches of snow, and the state shuts down. They're like, we are not equipped for this. Everyone just stay home. And I'm like, three inches. I mean, there's been three inches of snow since we've been talking about this. Like that's just that's just what it is. And that's just what they. But they're like they're not equipped for it. You know, they're they're just. It not. just like yeah no. I watch like old YouTube videos of like people from the West Coast being handed, like, the chains that you put on your tires in the snow, or, like, <laughs> and they're just like, what the fuck is this? Like, yeah. and I'm just like, like I'm dude, just gonna move. Yeah. Like, like it just, makes more sense. I'm just gonna move away from here. That, that's it. I'm just like, dude, like, I, I don't know. Yeah, it is funny. What, But, you know, but I'm, I'm, but flip that around. Put me in Miami in July, I'll just bitch the way that they're bitching about the cold. Yeah, no. Like, this I, is ridiculous. This is so that's stupid. Fair. And that's fair. Yeah, dude, I can't handle more than like 90. I think it's ridiculous. I get hot here. I'm a yeah. sweater, man. Um, yeah, nah, dude. I'm 
Yeah. I don't need that. I don't need that in no, my life. I got I, no I, problems. Dude, my, my car <laughs> fan melted, so now I'm just dreading summer. Like, winter uh, sucked, but I have heated seats, so at least my ass was warm. Like, Oh, yeah. I just discovered the... Well, I've had the heated seats, but I discovered my... La- I just bought a new car uh, a little bit ago. I have a piece ago. of shit, Sob. Okay. Yeah, yeah but it's still... But heated seats are a just a standard now when you buy cars up here. I bought one that all of a sudden they're like, well, it's standard now, but it's a heated steering wheel. And I'm like, I don't really care about that. And then I tried it. I was like, this is fucking amazing. Oh, yeah. Because it's morning. heated by the end of the drop, by the end of the the, uh, the the block. It heats so fast. And I'm like, I didn't think I'd be all bougie and into this. And I was just like, look, man, a backup cam? Holy shit. That's like the most amazing thing. That's pretty much all I need. And they just keep adding shit. And I'm like, no, I really need that now, too. <laughs> but it's like normal stuff now. Like, it's not something that you're, it's just part of the package. Dude, I've never owned a car that had an aux cord auxiliary output. Like, that's how, like, like you're like, oh, all these add-ons. I'm like, dude, I just, my, my front, my, I don't have a, a, I don't have a gas tank. Like, it, that doesn't work. So I'm just going by, like, the odometer mileage every time I fill up my car. My front window like my driver's oh, side. Oh, you you mean the gauge? Yeah, my work? gauge does oh. not work. It's always on empty. Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is fucking. So I used to run out of gas, some like a lot actually, and then I stopped doing it, and then I got my brakes fixed one time, and all of a sudden, I started running out of gas again. But I I normally got like oh, about three hundred miles before I really had to go. All of a sudden, it was at like 150, 175, and I'm running out of gas on the fucking highway. And I'm like, oh my God, what the hell is going on? And my my girlfriend did the, the mathematician that she is, figured out that the gas tank was cut in, like my odometer was cut in half. So like it says 175, but it's really at 350. So oh, okay. just randomly, just... They, and they, they're just like, we don't know how to fix this. I'm like, okay. <laughs> well, what year is it? Oh, 05. Oh. They probably don't even have parts to, to, to fix it. Dude, that. yeah, no. It get, it's crazy expensive just to even fix anything on my car. Yeah. And that's, I, I always thought that was by design because they'll be like, well, I mean, if it's more than four years old, we just we just recommend you buy a new it's car. It's like Apple. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've been, but I'm, I'm still on an iPhone 4. I've been my, holding strong. My phone is a piece of shit now. Oh, so is mine. Mine's like, Basic stuff. I don't even know what's happening there, <laughs> dude. Anything that you, any inconvenience you think you have, I promise I have like ten times worse right now. It's so fucking like I don't know why I put myself in these situations, but this was a free phone from Cleveland Vibes when oh, they yeah, gave it to me. It. But I think it was their kids' phone because it was cracked when I got it, and like you know, free phone, free phone, taking it. Thank you. Uh, but like, it just started like blurting out, and then recently. I was at the House of Blues working an event, yeah. and I got really excited after a, a positive conversation, and uh, I like, you know, when you get that like a rush of adrenaline, okay. and you try to jump and you grab like a ledge to do a pull up, we're in in a random place in a random time, you just grab like a piece of wall and you pull up, whatever. That's what I did. I just grabbed like the ceiling, tried to do a little pull up, ADHD little moment, and. Uh, my phone just fell out of the pocket, and now it just started just doing more, and I got to get my screen replaced, like, tomorrow. Hey, but, yeah, free. But, but I have a show phone. tomorrow. It's so. a free phone. It's fine. It's a free phone. It's a free phone. It doesn't matter where I am in my life. I'm never going to turn down most free anything. Yeah, no, so I needed like, the this phone. Is free. My I'm phone, like, oh, I'll check it out. Yeah, no, I needed a phone, and they were like, we have an extra phone, and I was like, you guys are a blessing. Yeah. Thank you so much, and it lasted me this long. Who, Cleveland Vibes give that to you? Yeah. Okay. It was one of their, like, 
uh, kids' old phones, I think. Okay. Fun fact. Yeah, thank you guys so much. It's still going to this day. <laughs> Hell yeah. Awesome. They're good people, man. I, uh, yeah, I, I, don't, I, love, I love the city. I love the people in the city so much. I do, too. I'm a, I'm a, I, well, I'm a huge fan of, 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 you know, I support Ohio, support Cleveland, support Akron. I, I, I'm, I'm a fan. I like, uh, I like the people. I like uh, the city. I like the beer. I like the food. I like the businesses. I oh, like the music. I like everything. Opinion. It's awesome. I think everything is underrated. Yeah, I, I think this is a this is a there's a lot of very 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 cool stuff in the city that a lot of people don't. I mean, just from a a music standpoint to kind of get into your realm. I mean, I have come across and met some outstanding musicians. Dude, it's just wild. in the last couple months, it's wild. When it's, you start deep diving into like what's going on in the city, music wise, like, like even if there's really not a scene for that like style of music, there's some really talented people in almost every genre in the oh, city. Oh, yeah, and I've, I mean, acoustic, indie, folk, hip hop, rock. I mean, I, you know, soul. I mean, everything under Anything. the sun. I mean, there is a very cool, underrated, just. Great, great, great artist. I mean, that's like part of like my like passion project for like the next big project. Uh, yeah. we'll, talk, we'll talk about that. But like that, like the whole like I want to get like my whole my whole stupid tagline that I always tell people is uh, we can't all succeed unless we all succeed. I guess I'm a fucking communist when I say that, but it's you know it's it's not. But it's 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 true in in the aspect of like hey like. If we all support each other, regardless of of the scene that we're in, or and the and the crowds that we draw, if we if we can just all work together for the same fucking goal and the same project, like and just keep pushing each other, then like that's how big we can all get. Because if it's more of us and more of us and more of us, like the, it's harder to ignore us. Like, well, I mean, you're seeing. I think with a lot of you guys too, is that you're all you're you're partnering, you're collaborating, putting each other on shows. I mean, well, you know, when you reached out to me, fuck, I'm so fucking bad at this. <laughs> introduce yourself. We're like 12. This is my, honestly, this has been a complaint. And this is the only complaint that someone's given me where I I'm like, appreciate that's it. valid. Um, because, uh, they're like, you just start talking to people and sometimes you forget to introduce them. And I do, I do it all the time. Dude, I'm sorry. Please introduce yourself. Hi guys. My name is Yaya. I hope I went for the longest intro without not even close. Ah, yeah. I'm just, I'm getting better about catching myself. Uh, but yeah. man, we've been, like, I was enjoying it. I was enjoying the, no, I was hoping that that's we, what yeah, happens. yeah, yeah, no, well, I like it. with like you and like a lot of people that have come on, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll talk, we'll a talk bit even before we were beforehand, having trouble and then once started, we get yeah. going, <laughs> and I'm like, and I'm just so, cause, and that's kind of what this is. It's, it's like, it's not even really an interview. It's a conversation. We talk about some of the shit that you do. And then we start talking about the city. Then we start talking about food. Then we start talking about a trip. Then we start talking about Florida. And the next thing you know, it's 15 minutes in. I haven't said your name. Yeah. So, <laughs> hey guys, my name is Yaya. That's an acronym that stands for You Are Yourself Always. Uh, I'm on Instagram at Yaya's Music, Y-A-Y-A-S Music. Uh, I'm a rapper. I'm a promoter. I'm a booking agent. Uh, I am the uh, co-founder of the Room Recording Company, um, and uh, I yeah, I, I just love Cleveland music so 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 much. And I appreciate because you actually reached out to me at a really good time too. So with, with all I've uh, I had that's two- Squints Luck. By the way, my nickname is Squints. Squints. Have you ever seen Sandlot? Sandlot. Yeah, of course. Squints. Yeah. You yeah, got, yeah. 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 Exactly. You got the vibe yeah, for sure. yeah. 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 So. Um, I saw pictures. My friends, of that dude if they ever listen to this podcast, they're gonna. Oh yeah, no, no, he didn't. No, <laughs> but my my friends ever he- listen to this podcast and they see the like, have you? And they hear that I said, "Have you seen Sandlot?" 
bullet to the brain, like, right away. The, oh. Like, I've said that at so many parties drunk. One time I passed out and they wrote that on my back. Like, <laughs> like it was, dude, I've said that so much. But, no, um, my name is Squints. So, uh, squinting, squinting out is, like, always getting in right somehow in the, the perfect amount of time. It somehow worked out for squints. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, that's, oh, God, yeah. I, uh, it wasn't even that long ago that you reached out to me. No, it was not at When all. you did, at the time, I was like, I, I'm just, I was what I was talking about. I was just kind of booked up. And then I had one reschedule, someone go out of town. I was like, hey, and thank God you were available. Because I think you were like, this is the only day I'm available. I'm like, that's the day I can do it, too. Yeah. Boom. So it actually worked out. Yeah. So uh, you reach out at a really, really good time because I... I am fine when people reach out to me because, you know, a lot of times it gets, it's kind of what we were talking about. Some of them I just don't even know about. There's a lot of artists, a lot of people, a lot of people are doing cool things. I found like three on Twitter from a friend of mine, like, check these out. You should talk to these people. Like today, there's just, there's a lot of cool people in the city. I'm not going to get to all of them because a lot of them I don't know about. So I'm glad that you proactively reached out right after I talked to, uh, ah, who the fuck did I talk Locally to? Locally Glorone. I think I saw yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was yeah. right after Locally Grown. I also know you were with Scuff, and I know Scuff, too. Oh, God, that guy. I tell you what, man. It's similar to what you and I mean. He came in, and I mean, I've talked to him probably 10 times since he came in. He was just such a good dude. He is a really good and dude, yeah. And I really dug his music a lot, and he and I, similar, like, we talked about his music, and then we just started drifting off into other stuff. And, uh, and then, actually, you know, Locally Grown, too, I had them on, and I think after I released... Scuff's episode, I reached out to them. And I was like, look, I don't know if you take, I'm sure you guys know what you're doing. You should totally have Scuff on. Aside from music, he's just a guy that he would just, he's just such a positive, fun, cool, laid back Apologies guy. for locally grown. I know I haven't submitted my application yet. I will tonight, I promise. Well, get it submitted. I, I, they're they're ramping up now mm. for the for the new season. So I keep going. I keep telling them that like this is my application. This is my application. They're like, please just put in like a formal one, like please. Two, yeah, well, that's the same thing. Like I think you'd get along great. They're really the, those two. Were so I have sweet. no shame in like you know messaging people and being like, hey, can I please do this? That's literally how like. I got into full gear into going into my music. I literally went to a, on a trip to Chicago with my friends, and I ran messages random people in Chicago. I got an Instagram ad once for this podcast that was in Chicago. Shout out to the Treehouse podcast, and I went out there like three years ago. I was working at Panera as an assistant manager, and I hated my life, and I wanted to go see, like do these like interviews that they said I could come out for. I went to like. I went to like a radio station and I went to a podcast interview. And my buddies and I, we just went out to Chicago. We said, fuck it. Panera like didn't want me to go. I said like, guys, like you already said I could go. So I left. On the way back, I found a new job because I was like, dude, I want to do music. And I just like, I always reach out to people. I always feel like there's the worst someone's going to tell me is no. And no, I hear that every fucking day. So it doesn't really matter. Dude, you got to do I have to do that all the time. Like everyone I reached out to for the most part. I get more referrals now, so it's better the more I get. But I gotta, I gotta reach out to people cold, and be like, "Hey, man, check out who I've had on. Listen to an episode. Listen to half an episode, and just let me know if you're into us. But I'd like to talk to you." And during Corona, I used to message 100 people a day to listen to my music. That was I your would, goal? It, no, it wasn't a goal. It was, it was a, like a fucking like here, here's what you're doing. I wasn't. I used to work three jobs, 75 hours a week. So like, I then it went to zero, and I was home. All the time. And I was like, you always want to talk about how you do music all the time. Everyone want people to listen to your music. Well, message people. Don't just put it out on Instagram. Like, message one person. Get one person to listen to your music. So, like, I would take every hour, 
I would message 10 people and I would do that 10 times a day throughout my day. And I would mark it off on a sheet and I would do that. And I had yeah. nothing else to do in my house. Yeah, that's a goal. They were setting goals for you. you, yeah, you I mean, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I guess it wasn't, but like, I guess I never didn't reach it. Yeah. Like I, ne- like I, so like I didn't. I guess goals for me or something that like I'm always well, you're trying not, to reach. You're not thinking of it as a goal. You're I was literally clocking in. Yeah. Like I was literally clocking in. That was my job for the day. Yeah. Like, but you were viewing it as a job because you're viewing it as this is like the thing that you dig to do. So that's probably why you didn't have a problem doing it or exceeding it because you like doing it and it was to kind of pursue something that you love to do and want yeah. to keep doing. So you probably don't look at it as a job and don't look at it as a goal. You're like, this is just what I do. This is yeah. So what the I, so let's when how did you get started music wise? Uh, well, my dad. Um, before he passed away, was a giant influence of mine, and even after his passing, still is. Um, he uh, really helped me get uh, like he, I mean, he opened for Hendrix um, back a long time ago. I don't even remember. I don't. Even, I never got all the details just because you know me. I mean, he passed away when I was ten. Um, but my dad, um, he ha- he taught me. He wanted to teach me how to play the drums. Um, I still have his drums, and he had me learning how to play guitar and all this stuff, and then he passed away, and it was really... But he also showed me hip-hop music, and I loved hip-hop, and I loved rap, and, like, I loved all the storytelling and the wordplay, and, like, I have severe ADHD, if you can't tell. I can't. And, like, yeah, and... Yes, it comes out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and when it, like, when I heard all those lyrics all at once, and I was able to, like, capture all of it, and, it would, like, I understood it, and I, I felt, like, heard and understood, like in that way for, like, the first time, and, like, I just fell in love with hip-hop, and, like, when my dad passed away, I got even closer to music, and I played cello since I was, like, three years old, two years old, and um, I uh, just started writing lyrics all the time, and I started rapping, I started releasing stuff on YouTube when I was in, like, 14, I, uh, I don't know if you were in Cleveland for Peabody's when it existed. Oh, yeah, I played shows there, yeah. I opened for Mike Jones at Pilates ah, when Mike I was Jones. six. Yeah, who? Uh, yeah, literally, I opened for this face at 16. <laughs> oh, I look 16 now. Uh, opened for Mike Jones at Peabody's. Uh, and uh, then that went terribly. Uh, I had burnt wait, wait, a... Wait, why did it go terribly? I had burnt a CD. <laughs> and uh, 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 it played in the car. And then when I got there, the DJ was like, "Yeah, you burnt this wrong." Like, like, like. Oh, you like, like, like your music. Yeah, your yeah. Music for the show yeah. wasn't playing. Yeah, it wasn't like it wasn't playing on his disc. Like it was, it was, it was done wrong, and he couldn't play it. And he was like, "I could just play some beats and you could freestyle." And I was just was like sixteen years old doing the first show I'd ever done in front of like a hundred something people, and I was like, "No!" And I just went in the bathroom and cried. Uh, like, and then I didn't do a show again for a long time, and uh, I pretty much like put the music in the back of my head I uh, went to Bowling Green and then I was dating this girl for a long time and um, we broke up and the only way I knew how to like let out my anger or like all the feelings I was feeling was through music so I wrote this stupid song called Miss Calls and I kept it to myself for like years I never like released it or put it on the internet or anything like that and I was just kind of like done with that and then one day I met my friends who are still my friends to this day and um uh they were like I was like by the way like I rap and they were like no you don't 
And I was like, yeah, I do. So I showed them the song, Miss Crawls, and they were like, dude, like, this is good. Like, you should pursue this. And then, so I started pursuing it. And then I got into the grog in like 20, and then I started doing shows in Akron. I did them a show at the Vortex. Uh, Damn, I remember that. Yeah. I, mean, I don't think I ever actually, but I know of it. I don't yeah, think I, I did a show, with the, I did a fucking showcase show. You know, huh? I mean, if you don't, I don't know if you know about the rap scene in Cleveland at all, but it's it's pretty fucked with the pyramid scheme. Uh, really, in all honesty, like there's very few promoters who aren't part of the pyramid scheme. But what, what, I, I know what a pyramid scheme is, but apply that to like the, the, the hip hop scene in Cleveland. I don't know what you Okay, so. The hip-hop scene in Cleveland can be summarized as this. And I, this is not meant to shit on anyone no, 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 no. or anything. It's Everyone gets their bread in their own ways, and I respect your way of getting your fucking money. And I don't want anyone to think that I'm like trying to shit on Cleveland or anything like that. I love this city with all my heart, but the biggest problem that I have is I love so much, love so much that I want everyone to fucking succeed, and I don't feel like people are getting the fair chance to succeed. They're not, be given, they're not given the proper knowledge of what they're even getting into with a show. Half the time, people, these rappers are are paying to get on the show. So they're paying for these tickets, right? So they're, like, they're paying... And isn't this wild? This is a wild... Well, you're paying for spots. You're, you're paying, paying for, for your spot, but, yeah. like... It's like a live payola, essentially. Yeah, but it's even, like... But you don't even get to keep... Like, it's like, they're just fucking you over. Like, you're not... As a local dude, if you... As a local rapper in this scene, if you could... You're lucky to sell ten tickets like at the beginning. Sure. So you so if someone's like someone's like, hey, here's I I example A like two hundred dollars and you can be on this show for like fifty tickets or whatever. If you sell any of those tickets, whatever, you get to keep the money. But then you have forty tickets of nothing of paper and ten tickets sold and you've lost a bunch of money and you were on stage for ten minutes. And the only people who are there are people who are there for their friends. And, like, you're not getting any of the real money at all. You're just being kept in this little box of, hey, if you bring a friend next time, I'll get you on stage for free. Or, hey, if you could bring me more people, bring me more artists. It's just, well, like, that's literally are, just, like, a, yeah. the definition of a pyramid scheme is somebody's at the top. They're getting people below them to buy into this. They do the, They get their little thing. They, and then they, they have to build up by getting people under them. Well, promoters are, are promoters are they want bodies. They don't want talent. Like you know, when you're so I know what you're talking about. So like in the rap scene, that well, that statement the, is even more true than anything. I'll take your word for it because you obviously know more than I do. But I mean, uh, across the board, if you're so like uh, here, and I'll just apply to what I, I do know. So I had a live show like three weeks ago. Right, a uh, live podcast. There were comics. There was me doing a show, and then I had a band to kind of close out. Um, People were offering to, I lost the place, I lost my venue when I had already sold, sold like 50 tickets. Three weeks out, I was like, I was looking to sell 100, it was going to move that way. I had people offering and saying, come at my place, because it was already sold. Because in their mind, it's bodies. Bodies are done. They didn't, no, no one, and no one asked me what I was going to do. Nobody asked me the content, nobody asked me who was coming. They just knew that there were going to be 50 bodies already with still three weeks to go to sell tickets. So they knew there was eventually going to be 70 people that they weren't planning on having at their place. I get that part. I ended up doing it at a place that did know me. It was at Jukebox, which is, I know the guy, he's a good guy, and he knows me. So I was comfortable with that. But people weren't asking me. I went there for pierogi week? Yeah, the place is great. It's one of the best bars in the city. But it's a uh, nobody was asking me 
what I was going to do or what I was going to say. They all they saw were bodies. So it's it's in it's the same thing in terms of any types of promotion. The, the promotion is our body's going to be there. Bodies mean food. Bodies mean drink. Bodies. That's it. Yeah. Trust me. I get it. I they don't care what you my get on stage. ass off for pre sales. Yeah. Like like um I had a show February at the Cleveland Masonic. I played in the Demo Lay Room upstairs. Um, Super underrated stages. I really like those places. I do. Yeah. I've seen shows at the Masonic. I I don't. I get see to work more, there on the side. I really like and it's that fucking, place. It's wild, man. I cool love there. working there, man. Shout out to Garrett and Eric and uh, Amber. I love you guys. Yeah, I've seen some cool shows there. That's an underrated place to see anything. Oh, I really Kevin. like it there. Uh, yeah, it's it's unbelievable to be in that giant venue when no one's in there. Yeah, <laughs> it's fucking crazy, and not, not even not even that, but like, yeah, I played in the upstairs room. I don't know if you've been in that one, no. but it's like all red carpet all around. Oh no, I have been in that room. Yeah, you said the red like, carpet. I knew what you're talking about. Yeah, it fits like 300 people. Um, I played there for my album pre-release party, and I I I did this. I was I'm so I was so fixated on getting pre-sales right because. This is not a place like Grog or Beachland or somewhere where live music is always happening and people go to get a drink and hear live music. Yeah. This is the Masonic. No one knows this place exists to begin with, let alone like they have consistently like a live local live scene. Like they're doing it now. They're building it now, which is amazing. And it's gonna help them in the long run so much because they're like they're getting some really good local acts in that place. Shout out to Hannah who's killing it in the Jester's Lounge. Um and like, but like before my show, like there weren't a lot of local shows there that are like heavily promoted at all. And like that, I, at least I saw or anything like that. And like, so when I was up there, I sold 120 presale and I was like, holy shit. Like, thank God. Cause like all these, like if I sold like 50 presale at Grog or something, I would know I'm probably going to still, I might get like that many walkups too. Yeah. Just because it's Grog. People know that they can People walk up the to grog. the door yeah, yeah, yeah. and get a ticket to the show. Yeah. Like, that's just what it is. But, like, the Masonic, it, my tickets were on Ticketmaster. There was barely any walk-ups. Like, I mean, there actually was a good amount of walk-ups. We had 120 pre-sale and, like, 34 walk-ups or something like that. It was, that, that was one of the best shows I've ever put on. But I also ran around like a fucking maniac. Well, you know, the, the other thing about, like, wh whether it's promoting any type of show, really, too. Like, w when you have a venue... Those venues typically, in my experience, a lot of venues have a high turnover of the people that are in charge of the that room. Um, I know that's I know that's the case for comedy. If you do comedy really really well, and I know like comics that run those rooms, you run the Thanks rooms, you the run improv. them consistently good. You you stay working that room. I know a place that is two miles from here that is a big place. It's got a lot of room, but it's. Hard to get people in there for a lot of reasons. It doesn't matter what. And that place has had at least three different comics I know that are in charge of running and booking the room because they can't get anyone there. I was working with and still technically kind of working with a place to do other live shows. And it's a fucking nightmare because they have had, since November, at least five different people that are in charge. Are like, hey, I'm so-and-so. I'm taking over for so-and-so. So let's start I'm over. Very like, fuck. I am so blessed to have yeah. a, a an amazing team around me of, of people who work in Cleveland like to like learn from and like really like absorb like what they're doing. Like Kathy 
at the Grog, Wallace at the Grog, James at Beachland, Tom Fox of Great Culture, if you know, like those, uh, the Golden Hour rooftop shows in the summer. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I was actually just at Tom's house today. We had an espresso with like some shot of caramel liqueur. <laughs> As I dropped off mic stands that I had in my trunk of my car for like a month, two months. Uh, uh, and uh, Garrett at the Masonic and like, like learning, like sitting there and being able to work at these places as well as like perform there. And they also trust me enough to book shows there. Like it's, it's, it's such a rewarding feeling to also like sit there in like the rooms with them and learn from them. And it's I know that they're not fucking going that. anywhere. Yeah. It's like, good to see both sides of that too. How that, how the inside works for what you're trying to and do. And I'm so blessed that they're so open with it too. Yeah. Like they're like, hey, sit down, look what I'm doing here. Because one, they know that I'm not paying attention. And two, because... Because like they know, they want me to learn. They want they, they they see the fucking effort I'm putting in, and they want to reward it. And it, it it means the world to me. And they know that I I consistently tell them how much I appreciate all of them. And I I would not be able to do what I'm doing without any of those people that like believe in me. It, it's wild. Sixteen year old me, I always talk about that would be so fucking proud right now. Everyone, I, I, when I started rapping, and I was at Mike Jones and crying. I, you know, if you told me, hey, if you just wait a decade, oh, you're gonna play the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, like, you're good. Yeah, that's awesome. And you do have that coming up, don't you? It's yeah, it's not announced yet, but it's oh, yeah. I, fuck, <laughs> <sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> it's, <laughs> I sh- it's fine. It's fine. It's it fine. It was in a it's message. Fine. I thought it was. Yeah, no, 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 no. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Uh, so how did um, how did you get involved with uh uh uh? The room, because you said you the room, of, yeah, my, my studio, yeah. yeah. So, uh, so talk, talk those, to me. Those are it. my friends, like those are my buddies. Yeah. Like, before music, any of that shit, like we were just like we get drunk together and get high as shit. Like those are like those are. Uh, oh, can you grab me one as well? Uh, those are uh, some of my best friends in the entire world, and I have spent years and years and years and years with them, and one day. Um, so Seth, who is my producer, engineer, studio partner, uh, bass player, he uh, all around anything audio, he is he's the fucking king. He is he is the biggest kept sec. He's <laughs> he's the best kept secret in Cleveland, audio audio engineer wise, and like I'll bet the house on that. Yeah, I know that for a fact. That guy's a genius. The guy built a Sound system at the top of Tower City, like that didn't ex- it didn't exist, and he built one from 10 a.m. and we were there till 1 a.m. and he built a whole sound system on like the 15th floor of Terminal Tower to for a for a Rosie's rooftop Golden Hour show in September, okay. and we recorded all of it live audio. We record we that's what we do at the studio. We record live audio. It's like our shit. Um, that's what we're trying to do. That's why we do. I did shows at Nature's Oasis in the middle of the winter. We would do Tiny Desk concerts. Like local tiny desk concerts, and we bring every, and then we would record all the live audio. Wait, what did you call it? A tiny what? Tiny desk, like NPR tiny desk. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay, yeah, okay. local tiny desks. Gotcha. So that's what we would literally have in the middle of a grocery store, and all glass windows in the middle of the night while it's snowing. It was beautiful, um, but um, those are my buddies, and and they, they're all in bands, and I rap, but I I, you know what they're best at is like, is like. The literal music side of like not literal music because it's all music, but like I just don't shut the fuck up. So like 
all I got to do is, like, I literally have the guy who's like, hey, I have a studio, hey, I have a studio, hey, I have a studio. Like, I get people in, man, and I get us, I get, my, my other partner, Jake, uh, at the studio, he uh, said it best, I think, by saying, uh, I'm really good at getting our arm up to the next bar. Yeah. Like, on that ladder, and then they get a, they have that second hand to pull us up. Like, they're my backup. Like, I know that when I send them, like, hey, I got my studio, I know I'm sending the most professional fucking people in the business, like, to that. Like, well, th- that, well it, it's good to kind of divide and conquer like that because people are going to have different, like, if you're starting any type of business together, you know, r- recording, whatever it might be, you know, there are people that are better, you want to call, like, your buddy, like, behind the scenes, but once they're there, they handle all those things, and then there's people that get people in the door, call it sales, call it marketing, call it whatever, yeah. call it a people person, call it HR, PR, whatever. I mean, it, it's good that if you have... And that everyone knows and understands like that aspect. Like this is my jam. I'm really good at getting people here, and I'm confident once I get people here, you're gonna handle the thing that you're really good at. Yeah, too. and that's what we're totally. Yep. And yeah. and they called me and they were like, because originally Seth was living with my other buddy John, and he had a little studio in his in his in there. They had like a two bedroom, one office space, pretty much. And that office space he turned into, like, a studio that was, like, a quarter the size of this room. And, like, we would record in there almost every, every Monday. So A, a lot quarter of, the size of this room? Yeah, pretty much. Like, like maybe, This is a room that you can fit a band in for sure, but you definitely couldn't fit a quarter of it. <laughs> dude, it's wild. I mean, like, it literally, like, like, from, like, that mask all the way to, like, where you're sitting. Like that. Oh, like, okay, dude, yeah, that's like, condensed, man. Yeah, it's really condensed. And Jeez. he had, like, shit up. You could only fit t- three people in there maximum. That's sitting on the floor, door closed, like, Seth's chair in there, which took up a lot of space. Uh, well, I guess for also recording, though, that may not... Like, I guess, well, unless you are recording at the same time. Well, you just have to be shut the fuck up and be yeah, quiet yeah, 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 while yeah. the guy's recording. But, I mean... We cut. We got some good but stuff that out work, there, yeah. that but it can. Works. It worked. It, it worked. Yeah. It's okay. We do, there's some songs that we released. Um, Duke is one of those. That's an older song that Seth actually raps on. Seth is actually in the album and raps on it too. He's done that song "Stop" with Solon. He's the second verse on that. Yeah, and he raps like an '80s rapper. That's that's Seth. Yeah, uh, but um, he um, but like the we we were recording in there, and then he was like. I'm moving to like live with Jake in Olmstead Falls, and we're gonna open up like a whole place of business. He was like, "You can still record there, obviously, but we'll just do it at like a friend's rate, and blah blah blah. We'll figure it out from there." Because I wasn't really paying at their place, because uh, it was like John's house too, and I would hang out there almost every single day, regardless. So me and Seth would just be working for fun, because yeah. he doesn't—he didn't get to work with hip hop rap anyone in hip hop, because everyone in that in his scene is in bands. So he he loves that. That's his shit. But like he doesn't like he gets like he likes to have fun with hip hop beats and like I was he was originally he was like, Hey, if you record to one of my beats, you can come in and record anytime you want. And I was like, dude, your beats are fucking crazy. Like, yeah, yeah. let's go. And, and and we just started working really hard at this. And then he we would do shows together and he would be my DJ. And then we we pumped out um, an EP with L U V. It's called Real. Say for realizing everybody always lies. And uh it was like six songs. We we made all the beats and we recorded all the lyrics in like two weeks, <laughs> uh, and we stayed up to like two a.m. Like every, every oh, it was ridiculous. And uh, then he moved, and I was like ready to kind of start paying and treat it, you know. And 
Jay called me one day and he was like, hey man, like, we want you to be a part of this. Like, we think you would be an amazing addition to this group. I was like, dude, it's done. I was going to support you guys regardless. I always support you. I was always pushing your guys' shit before this was a real thing. So, like, I want a part of this, too. Like, I, whatever I need to do to be a part of this, I'm a part of this. So, like, I, I will always plug my studio till the day I die. Yeah. Like, that, the room is, is, is going to be the, is going to be the biggest recording studio in Cleveland in the next five years. I mean, I'm going to... This is kind of like working at the Grog as well, too. You're getting another facet of the business and of the the, 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 the industry that you I got to, my hand yeah. in so you got the writing, single yeah. fucking basket possible. Which, dude. I mean, I think that, that that'll ultimately help you in the long run because you have the... Obviously, you have the writing, you have the performing, you have the promoting, you have the recording, and then you have the kind of just getting people in the door then getting your name out there. That's... I mean, these are... To, 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 to get your name, to get your music it, it, out That's why there. I'm so thirsty you after have to going have all like, those after things. like podcasts yeah. like this yeah. is to get my name in a whole different facet. Yeah. To get my like, like I know that if like when I messaged you, I was like, whoever listens to this podcast did not listen to my music prior to this. So there's no fuck, like there's no fucking way that like, there might be like five people, but like it's not the same. So like trying to get my name in as many different outlets as I can. And like big thing for me this year I've been grinding. I'm putting on shows for myself and and headlining as many places as I can all around, blah, blah, blah. This year for me, I'm trying to book as many shows as I can for other people out of Cleveland and from Cleveland. Like, I want to book as many shows as I can in many different venues as I can. Home bases, the grog. If I can get them in the grog, I'm getting them in the grog first. Simple as that. But, like, I got... Two bands coming in, one from Boston and one from Pittsburgh. That's on the 25th that I just now realized I can't go to because my girlfriend today just surprised me with cash playoff tickets. Gotta go. Uh, yeah, I'm not. Gotta go, man. Five, we could be. Yeah, no, I can't. Gotta yeah, go. No, 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 no. <laughs> Hannah, I, if you, I'll, I'm going to text you after this, but you're in charge. Um... Honestly, it's really good that you realized that early on. Yeah, thank um, God. I'm like 15 years in, and uh, I, I mean, I was like tomorrow, like Friday, where I'm, I'm just gonna walk downstairs and be like, "Hey, what are we doing tonight?" I don't know. Oh, I do that every day, dude. <laughs> yeah. But she just texted me today and was like, "Guess what?" And then I just realized that that's the 25th. It's fine. That's pretty It'll cool. Be, yeah, but I got a band. I I got two um two bands coming in that I partnered with some local bands, and that's the Jester's Lounge at the Masonic. Um, and then on May 6th, which I also won't be here for because it's my cousin's graduation, uh, in Chicago, uh, it, I have Hosta, Dogs Run Free, Tusky, and, uh, oh my God, it's not Brain Cave, it's Hunden, Hunden, that's the other band. That's a really loaded bill for people in like the local scene who like know like a niche thing, but that's a really great bill. Yeah. That's May 6th at the Grog. Um, and then... I got a I got a dude who's from Rhode Island who just was on a European tour. I'm gonna get in here in September um, to do a show at the Grog. Um, I just like am doing as much as I can for as many people as I can because if I can build my name outside of Cleveland and I can build my name as a booking agent, the easier it will be for my name as an artist to get shows as yeah yeah. Because then if I can just I can just say okay well here's you can be on one of my shows that you already know I'm going to do well. I'm going to pay you well. Uh, like, there's going to be people in the building because I can bring myself. Like, uh, if, if you can bring people as a promoter, 
and you can be like, hey, I'm putting on a show, come to this show, and people, and you can get 20, 30 people because of it, that's, you, you're six steps ahead of the competition. Yeah. Because most promoters are literally just relying on their artists. For me, I'm literally trying to build this Yaya name as far as I can, and, and, and like we said, in every single different facet. So like, no matter what you need in this music scene, if you come to me, I can give you an answer. That's what I want. I want to be able to help people in every single fucking way. And even if I can't, my best, my best buddy can. Yeah, you can point people in the right direction. I mean, always want to like point a, people. Yeah, that nucleus of you know, kind of like knowledge. No more gatekeeping. Or I want to. I want. I want everyone to support and follow and 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 go after their fucking dreams with one another. Like by choice. I know it sounds fucking ridiculous, and I know it sounds really cheesy, but like seriously. There's so much talent in this city. Like, there's so there's a ton. There really much. is. False Teeth on my album. Solon. Um, fucking. Uh, I got that wrong when I was telling you about my favorite. You know what it is? It's because when I look at it on Spotify, it doesn't look the same as it does when I look at most things on Apple Music. So when I look at it on Spotify, I thought the name of the song was False Teeth. It's uh, Ego Death. <laughs> yeah. False Teeth is the is the band. Gotcha. Okay. False Teeth is unbelievable. They, um... Two days from now, they're dropping a uh, well. T- uh, when it's April twenty first, they're dropping uh, a live in like a live demo. Um, it's called like Live from Scranton Dental, and uh, the the room recorded that and mixed that uh, live audio. And it's false teeth, like with like a with the upright bass, nice and like beautiful. a beautiful private venue type shit. It, it it sounds amazing as someone who has listened to it a bunch already because I co-founded the studio so I can get to listen to whatever I want. But uh, <laughs> uh, it, it seriously sounds amazing, and uh, that's going to drop soon. And um, I could sit here for 30 minutes and tell you about all the things that are going on in Cleveland and things that you should go to. Oh, but I know, man. By the time this comes out, it's cool. you, you, no one's going to be able to, yeah. Well, so. probably not. It, yeah, exactly, yeah. While, so there's no point of, yeah. Well, let's pivot then. Let's talk about your music, just you. So, I mean, listening to it, I, I it's... It's obviously it's a it's a hip hop rap you know, type of of music. Yeah. So would you agree with that? Like that's yeah. Your, I'm your a rap. I rap. I rap. Yeah. Like okay. that is that is what I'm here to do is rap. I'm here to bend and transcend of what you think of traditional rapper does. But I'm a traditional rapper. I don't use auto tune. I don't try to sing. I, maybe on that song, good news a little bit. But other than that, like, nah. No, you don't. Nothing on the vocals. No, Seth no. barely. Barely tunes those. Like maybe a little reverb at the most. Yeah, at the okay. most. Seth, which is, is just kind of wetting him up. Seth is Seth yeah. is truly vo- like hell bent on like making sure you get the natural tones from somebody's voice. I don't know. Sure. He has like worked with me for with, worked on me for years, just trying to get my vocals to sound better and more condensed and like like uh, he what he wants to do as little as possible. It's not to sound lazy, but it's like. You ha- he has to help me work as an artist, and I have to help him work as a hip hop engineer. Somewhere. Well, that helps with the, the 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 recording translating to like when someone that likes your recording goes and sees you live. Yeah, like I mean, we've all gone to see a band live, and you're like, Jesus Christ, they sound terrible compared to their recording because there's so much. And for me, it's been the opposite for like fucking years. Yeah, yeah. and then Ego Death is the first real tape where it sounds like competitive to other. Like people who like actually have money to put into their shit. Yeah, Ego Death sounds like a real fucking album. All my other stuff sounds really good, but it sounds like it's made in a house. Yeah, Ego Death does not sound like it's made in a house. 
Like, even though it sounds like it's it's made in a studio, it's cause it's made in a fucking studio. Like, oh, yeah. I mean, it, that's well, starting out, you kind of have to put your stuff out there the way you can put your stuff out yeah. there. Yeah. But I mean, put but actually so doing and recording it in. It's wild. Yeah. Doing and recording in a in, in an actual recording studio. I mean, that, that, it's very, very different. And yeah. it actually, I think, it, in an, an actual it's cleaner. It's in an actual you know, booth yeah. that Seth built yeah, with his fucking course. hands, it's treated and. Yeah, we've all recorded demos on like a six track or something like that. Yeah, and I used we, to record on two thousand ten Garage Band. Yeah, exactly. We all recorded on Garage Band at some point, and then you know you're like, all right, man, we scraped enough money together, let's go into a studio, and then you get done in the studio, you're like Jesus Christ, that's way better. Yeah, no, <laughs> it's I mean, the same song, it's the same people. I also cannot stress the importance of a second pair of ears when recording anything, like music wise, like getting that, like as much as it is, it, it's cool to do all the shit yourself. Don't do it yourself. Get somebody who you trust to, like, give you honest feedback and help you progress. Because, like, I can never be where I am without Seth. Like. Uh, that That's important for a lot. I mean, you have to have, you have to have someone that's kind of not necessarily as immersed in the project to be like, okay, I'm, I'm a, a kind of like an impartial, you know, in your case, set of ears. And I can be like, here, this is what I'm hearing. Because sometimes, like, especially, like, if you're spending X amount of time or like several hours at a time doing the exact same thing, you may not hear something that is right in front of somebody that just walks in the room. That's why it took two and a half years for me and Seth. He made every yeah. single beat, every single... We, we sample records. So we spent two and a half years listening to records, picking the samples that we wanted, completely switching shit up, like unsampling things so we don't get sued. Seth would play all the instruments. I'm so glad you brought that up because this was actually a question of mine that I wanted to ask you. Yeah, sorry. So the uh, it's funny you bring that up because the the first song of yours and it's just the way it was when I when I went to your your catalog, I think I just hit random. It was on SoundCloud. It had to have been on SoundCloud. It's the only thing it's on. It was, you know, it was on SoundCloud because it's the only thing it's on because, and I'll tell you this right now, to give to maybe even fast forward your question a little bit, to ADHD jump two steps forward. Uh, SoundCloud, you can put anything you fucking want up there. You, there is no sample clearing process with SoundCloud. Yeah. It's like YouTube. You can put anything you want up there. If they take it down, they take it down. It's whatever. It sounds too similar. They'll take it down. But SoundCloud and YouTube are the lean, lean the most lenient of, yeah. of these things for artists. Rap artists specifically. The reason it went to SoundCloud is because I got an error for Spotify when I clicked on your link tree. Good, good. I, I'm smart. loving to hear the 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 the, the uh, feedback because th this me... is exactly. I swear to God, this is what happened. I went to Spotify, which I went to your link tree, hit the Spotify, and it got this. I almost messaged you because I was like, "That's weird," but I assumed it was just my phone, not Spotify. So then I was like, "All right, whatever." So I just hit, clicked on SoundCloud, hit shuffle, and it was the first song that came up was. Uh, Ain't uh, no sunshine. Ain't no sunshine. Which I is released that shit before I even like played it the vortex. Literally, it's the first song it's like that a came out. Twenty seventeen, I think I released that. Yeah, like fucking... it's a cool song, but I I immediately started thinking of. I cannot tell you the last time I thought about that song. Really, God, what's because well, you started talking about like not getting sued and listening to records, and I, and my question at the time was like, how do you do? Because like, I don't think it's, I mean, Seth it, it, is it, it's, really it's not, good it's at not it. the Bill Withers track. It's sped up a little bit, so it's not the, even the same tempo. This is a constant argument but, in but, my friend group. Yeah, but mine what, is, what like, is a how do you do this? So I want to spoil everybody by letting you know that nothing you hear after, like, the year of maybe, maybe 2000 is original. Everything's a sample. Everything's a fucking sample. Everything is, like, every human is inspired by what they've heard. 
So, especially nowadays music, everything's a fucking sample. Everything's a fucking riff or something from something you heard. Just letting you know. Um, which doesn't maybe get not original, but the definition of original has shifted. So, to make yourself, for me and Seth, and Ego Death specifically, there's 12, no, sorry, that's, there's 12 samples on there. Um, actually, 13 because there's, one of the, the last song voices is like two different samples or two different songs put on top of each other by accident. They're, and just, he was, they're just overlapping? And it's not 4-4. Four, four. It's like, it's like the, like, I don't know if you listened to that song, the last song, but it's where you're like, the beat sure does not make I'm, any fucking sense at all, but somehow I'm rapping to it. And I'm talking about how I'm having a panic attack. Um, no, I did. I just didn't know that was the name of it. I couldn't remember the name of it, but I did listen to it. Yeah. And it, so it's two samples overlapping each other, but they're in different time signatures. Yeah, and they like, it's so like it somehow in 4-4, four, four, but not yeah. in 4-4. Four, four, and Seth made it as a joke. And I was like, no, I'm going to rap to this. He was like, no, you're not. And I'm like, I'm going to rap to this. And I wrote that. And then I couldn't figure out what to do. And then I had a huge panic attack one day. Um, and uh, that's where the whole, uh, th that is pretty much where the album name came from. Was uh, my uh, giant panic attack I had on vacation? Yeah, um, and a conversation that we were having after that because of something catastrophic that happened, uh, and it's wild. Just, just, just a wild, wild life I live. Well, so, so, I mean, to kind of go back to that original, like, yeah, in terms of, like, the, the, samples, the copyright shit. How do you like? How does that? How do you avoid that? So like, there's no avoiding it. It's only if you're famous enough, you'll get in trouble. So every artist's dream is to get sued. I mean, at this point, like my my dream, like my, my goal is to get famous enough from one of these fucking samples that the, the artist who originally owns it wants a piece of that pie. Because otherwise it doesn't, like, no no artist has come, no, Nina Simone's estate is not going to start suing me because I have a song with a, with one of her samples on my album. Because it's not making any money. I haven't garnished a dollar from streaming ever. And I don't plan on taking it out ever until we fully own those masters. Okay. So, like, if, but, like, they can't, what are they going to do? Is a lawyer going to come to me and sue me for nothing that I have? It's just, like, it's just, like, common, I guess, like, like law that, like, if, you're, if it gets really famous, you're pro you might get sued. But like, hopefully you have money to cover that then. So it's it, so what you're saying it's kind of like a common practice slash unwritten law. Yeah. Okay. Pretty much. I didn't and know then that. as soon as you get famous enough, people can clear samples for you. So okay. like, do you know who Sway Lee is? Yeah. Oh, I know the name. Um, Ray Shrummond. Uh, uh, it was a old, it was an old rap group. Um, the 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 uh, the. Black Beatles song. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Them got those guys. Yeah. Uh, he has a song with my girl. That's a real girl. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love that song. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so, uh, fucking, that was a great challenge back in the day. That was a fantastic like YouTube challenge. Love that. Uh, but, um, Sway Lee has a sample of um, Eminem's song "Stan." And instead of like my t like instead of the the chorus of Diplo where she's singing a totally different Diplo song, 
that's sampled from Diplo, but she's singing it, so it's fine. Is like, you know, my tea's gone cold, I'm wondering why. So, Sway so Lee's is, my lean's gone Dido. cold. The Dido, I couldn't get that out Dido, of Dido, yeah, Dido, yeah. Dido, yeah. Dido, but, uh, like, my, Sway Lee goes, my lean's gone cold, I'm wondering why. Like, and he's like, it's, it, he's pretty much ripping the same lyrics, but he got that sample cleared from Eminem. And recently he went on stage and was like, Eminem cleared this sample, guys. Song's coming out soon. And like did it live. And like to announce it. So like bigger artists got to get their shit cleared because that's actual money that's going to be made from that song being released. But Yaya releasing a song is not going to make any fucking money right now. They're not going to spend money on They're not going to spend money on lawyers to make, yeah, to take me to court for what? Okay. No, I didn't even think about that. I, I, but as soon as I, it's so funny that it is the first one that happened when I hit shuffle, and my first thought was, wow, I wonder how we got a hold of Bill Withers to find out if that. Yeah, was Yeah, exactly. Okay. You know, no, there's no. You didn't. You no, know, because what the fuck? Like, no, no, it, make, it makes sense. What you're saying makes sense, but like in my, I was like, I didn't know. Yeah, I mean, like part of being a rapper and is is not giving a fuck. And part of that, and being part of the mu- being part of a musician or an artist is not giving a fuck. And part of that is releasing music without the worry or like you know of of being like I mean, who gives a shit? It's my own. It's my own art. I took my spin on it. No, again, it it, it makes sense. I I it just it was something that. Now, what's interesting is shit like Olivia Rodrigo, who was a nobody. And then she released that one song that sounds exactly like fucking Paramore. And now all of a sudden she had to get sued by Paramore months later because that song's number one on the charts. So those oh, yeah. artists will wait until that money's at its maximum and then it'll strike. Yeah, and that sounds like a really good way to make money. Yeah. Like, and cool. it's also a really good way from artists like me to get famous. Yeah. Yeah. Because if that artist takes me to court, that's on the news. That's more publicity than I could ever afford. Yeah, I can't even. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> like, no, I mean it's it's no the in truth. the grand in the grand scheme of things. I mean, does it really? The, an artist's dream you? is to get sued by the person they sampled. Yeah, in the grand scheme of things, you are being helped out by the lawsuit. Correct. Because yeah. now people are going to be like, "Who the fuck is this guy that's getting sued by? Why is this song so good that it's got to get sued by the fucking artist?" It's like that dude that taunts Mike Tyson on the airplane. Like, I hope this dude fucking hits me. It'll hurt for a while. And I may have some brain trauma, but but Mike Tyson punched me. Yeah, yeah I took a Mike, some, I took a punch from Mike Tyson. I'm gonna get I some t- cash out of this. I Deeper. sampled, I sampled XX and X went to court. Yeah. I'm alive. I sampled now Mike you Tyson better have a fucking hook. plan after you get sued. If that song blows, if you have a song that you release that that like does well, you better catch on to that early. Start to get a fucking lawyer and start to get a fucking plan. I have no idea what would happen to me. I, I don't have, not saying I have any of those answers for you right now. I don't have shit, but, but I have, I have big enough balls to think that I'm not getting any streams right now. I have, I, I, I'm not buying Google ads. I'm not buying Facebook ads. I'm not buying any of that shit. Well, and kind of to your point too. So if, if, if this is kind of like more common practice than I think that people know of, they also don't have the time and the resources anyone does to keep hunting down. I mean, how many musicians are there in the world? I'm you ready for this? You ready for this step that you're not even thinking about? No one has the resources to even think that what they're doing is illegal. No one, none of these musicians. Say that again, sorry. So I, some of these musicians, 
that they're sampling or whatever don't even have the resources. that they, they haven't even learned that what they're doing is illegal by taking that other person's song. They think it's totally fine. Sometimes people take songs and they cover them or they remix them or they sample them or whatever and they have no idea the ramifications that they're doing because they have not learned at all because they're just starting music or they're in social media and they do a song but they have no idea. Half the time, people don't even know what the fuck's going on. No, they have to know. No. There's Dude, so many. Bro, there are so, so many examples of this. There's so many though. examples and examples and examples. But and now it's better. But like, now, you now, have no idea how little. Like you're giving a big benefit to the population of the of the United States of America. They have no. A, I think that they've had a good are, education system. No, they, I think most people are stupid. But, and and most people, therefore, and if you think that most people who are just starting music understand that if they sample a song, they might get sued. Well, all right, so let's go back to, like, you mentioned a cover, so let's think about this. So if a band, let's say a band, I mean, what's a, such a comp, Nirvana gets covered all the time because it's so simple, like the chords aren't very complicated. When's the so, last time you saw a cover on Spotify or Apple Music? Well, but that, but that's what I'm talking about. I mean, I see them all the time. Like, I, if I were to type in a, a Nirvana or something like I'm going to, come as you are, if I type in come as you are, you know, one of their, uh, a very popular song of theirs. There's a whole bunch of examples of that. But what I mean is, like, if someone down the street, re like, records a cover of Come As You Are and then starts releasing and covering it, I, I, I don't, I feel like they know that eventually that that's something they're going to have to pay for. There's so much. I mean, what, 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 you're, what you're talking about is, like, the biggest loaded question in all the music. No, I, and I, I feel like it could apply there. They could be it like, applies to every I, single I, I thing. Hope it, gets it applies really... to live performances. Yeah. There's a whole company, BMI, that literally threatens to sue you if you put on live concerts that they don't know about. Literally, I'm not going to <laughs> get into this on this mic right now. I'm not. No, it's okay. It's no, no, no. I literally, like, like, legally probably shouldn't. No, that, that, uh, that's Yeah, fine. so, that's fine. but, like, but like my, BMI my... will go out. They, they threaten you. Yeah. They 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 call you and they say you owe us thousands thousand dollars because you put on a concert. Yeah, and no, it's it, like it's, it's, who it, are you? Yeah, like I literally cool. and they're like you. They're like the music you put on. There, there's no way you didn't cover somebody's music or use somebody else's music. So therefore, you owe us this money to give to them. But they're not giving them the money. Yeah, they're just taking the fucking money. Like tax. Like it's it's no, fucked. I, it's it's. it's I a, know. I just I don't. I do not believe that, again, back to the Nirvana thing, if they put that out there and it starts getting big, I don't, there's no way that they don't if it starts think that getting they're doing big, something wrong. If it starts getting big, that's the big thing. Well, yeah, but that's, but, but that's different than them not knowing that's even wrong. I know they know that. Half the time, dude, they won't learn that it's wrong until it starts getting big. And then it's hard for me to wrap my head around. Like, if I, like what if I, what if I just decide for some reason that I'm gonna? You're release... already ten steps ahead of the game. You know musicians. Sure, I know, but I mean, I, I just, it's, it's hard for me to grasp that. I'm not saying you're wrong. You know better than I do. I mean, I'm not but, saying that I even know whatsoever. But from like, I mean, from your there, experience, from yeah. my experience, there's just a lot of people in this world who really don't understand, like people who listen to music. On a, like sometimes they can't cop. I remember being younger and not being able to even comprehend what it was to be on stage. Like like people come from really small towns 
that not a lot of internet access. I know that's a crazy thing to fucking think about. No. But people don't know. And, like, some of the time it'll ruin people's lives because of it. Like, and that's not even to go in to say that, and a lot of the times people will have empathy for people who truly don't know if it's, like, truly, if you truly don't know what the fuck is going on, I think sometimes the other party, the suing party, might be aware of that and be a little more lenient and be like, hey, can you just come to one of my shows? Possibly, yeah. Yeah, and then they'll just try to collaborate with the person so that they don't even look like more of an asshole. Because again, Big it's guy all publicity guy. Yeah, and it's bad. all about public figure. So half of the time, it's like, who am I suing? Yeah, I. It, it's what, like, I can, because I can argue all sides of that. Like, it's I, I, so I, wild. I can argue that it would look bad. It is Pandora's box. If, if the big guy shits on the little guy, that'll look bad. But at the same time, I'd be like, but if they're, blatantly fucking it's intellectual property you know like if I do a shot for shot remake of Goodfellas and put it out there I'm not gonna be blown away if someone's like you watch It's Always Sunny fuck yeah I do you know Lethal Weapon 6 Lethal Weapon 6 yeah (laughs) it sucks that we're an hour into this and we just started talking about our love of It's Always Sunny dude it's a brilliant me and Seth used to watch that shit Every Monday, he's very excited for the new sh- for the new ones that are going to come out. You know what's funny? Like that that is a show that uh, I my I girlfriend can- hates that fucking show. My wife doesn't like watching it. Like when we're like uh, like 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 in bed getting ready to go, she's like they're they're too loud and they're she, yelling at each other. No, she no no she doesn't <laughs> like it. She doesn't like the humor. Oh she really? Like no, she. I fucking, think they're brilliant. She no no no. It's brilliant if you love comedy and you and you and you can appreciate the the oh my god they're making my fucking bones like. Like quiver from like kind of awkwardness and cringiness and like like true truly good acting in the comedy scene of like making you really feel like that uncomfortable like when Dennis is fucking like 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 um um like the scene like the w- with the boat episode where he's talking about the, the implication, implication. <laughs> like that shit is fucking hilarious, it's really hilarious but like my girlfriend who's a female who doesn't watch that show. It's watching that like, what the fuck are they joking about? You know what you need to show your girlfriend? About seven seasons later, when D starts saying, "Yeah, well, but they have to do it because the implication." Oh yeah, oh yeah. She's doing the exact same thing. No, no, no. It's so well, yeah. But again, that's all writing. Oh, I know, I know. So she's. It's just funny to me that because they're they, so good at it. They've done some of the most beautiful throwbacks, literally seasons later. So what I try to do to get my girlfriend to appreciate it's always sunny is show her. Is trying to show her the podcast behind it to show them that these people are truly just actors and oh, not yeah. fucking animals. Like I, like, I actually saw them do their podcast live. Lucky at, man. Uh, oh man, it was. At, but it's uh, funny because my girlfriend loves Brockmeyer, which is the same fucking s- thing of comedy. Wait. Oh, never mind. Okay, I know what you're talking about. I for some reason I thought Brockmeyer is just as crude as yeah. It's Always Sunny. Yeah, I uh, I I just didn't those, go on as long. Yeah, I think those guys are brilliant. And they, they truly, truly, truly brought. And you know what? The stuff they've done outside of that. I don't know if you've ever seen like a, like Mythic Quest uh, that that Rob McElhenney does. Yeah. it's it's great. He plays this absurd, you know, just kind of like eccentric billionaire or whatever. And he, he's great. I love that show. Charlie has a bunch of shows coming out, movies coming out now. He's done really well. I think they're all just they're brilliant. And I love their podcast. Their podcast is so goddamn funny. And then Rob McElhinney does that thing with uh, the the Welcome to Rexit when they bought that uh, the football team and uh, yeah and, yeah yeah, yeah. And with the the Welsh football team I think yeah with um, um Ryan uh, Ryan Reynolds, Reynolds. Yeah. yeah it's hilarious it's just because it's I 
I'll follow anything those guys do. I just do. I just think no. I guess I mean I know about that though because I fucking yeah. It's that's yeah. really funny that you. I that is such a when I bought the, the the reason that show is so good to me is that if you've never seen it before. And it, say you obviously you like the type of humor, but say you've never seen the show before. I can show you an episode, episode five, season six. Yeah, and it's, you have you do not have to know anything about the backstory. No, the show's funny no matter where you pick it up, and that's how I found it. I found it. I saw it on FX. It was like the third episode of like season two. I was like, the fuck is this? I went to Target the next day and just found the DVD for like of the whole season for like seven bucks. And the guy. The Target guy checking me out was just like, you just bought the funniest show on TV. I was like, this is the right move. Yeah, it's, and I never it's, it's looked a back. Good, it's a good, it's a good show. I love it. I love it. It's always sunny. I, uh, I've always wanted to make my own Charlie McDennis game. I've, all, I've thought about that for years. Years. I mean, I think years. every it's always Sunny fan has. Yeah. yeah. Just to make their own Charlie McDennis, McDennis game. game. Yeah, yeah, some kind. Yeah. But uh, back to music. <laughs> yeah, fuck. <laughs> No, that's well because we we went to the lethal weapon there, but that's what I mean. Like it's, I I again I can argue every aspect of it, but I, I but I also don't think it's fair. Like let's say you release a song and it gets huge, and then somebody covers it and makes it. That's not I, I personally me. Yeah, if I had a song right now and it got huge and somebody covered it, I would think I'm famous. I, at that point, I would know I'm famous. I would not give a shit. Go ahead, cover my shit. I would. I used to cover other people's shit. I don't give a fuck. We'll go back like, to the sample route, though. What, what if someone got famous from the sample? I would, Something that you did. I'd be so happy. I like. I mean, but like, like I'm not trying to be like, like if I wasn't making any money and then that person started making money, it'd be a different story. Yeah. But ninety five percent of the time, if I'm sampling something, that person already made millions and millions and millions of dollars. So the money can be the equalizer. So if someone steals something that you did now and releases it and it does really well, you'd be like, what the hell? They didn't do that. I did that. But if you've already done it, made yeah, your money off Yeah, but I also maybe does. didn't do it. Like, well, in that scenario, I, have, I have 12 samples on my album. Can you name all those 12 samples? No, no. I can't. But, but, but what I'm saying is if you... If it is something that you did, take the samples that you've done out of the equation. If it is something that you have done, something that you wrote, you and Seth wrote and did together, original, from scratch, and then someone grabs it, puts it on one of their songs, and it gets huge, you're going to be like, whoa, fuck you. I did that. Why are you getting, just because, what, you had better marketing or whatever? It's still written by me. I, w I mean, like, at the end of the day, for me, you chalk it. For me right now, I'm still learning in this process. So I'm chalking it to the game, and I'm like, damn, I got to work harder than them next time. No, fuck that. There's no way. That's a, that's a, literally where my brain's at. Like, my brain is like, you just got to work harder, dumbass. Like, like, if they can do better with your shit, then how the fuck are you not doing better with your own shit, dumb? Like, like, do better. Work harder. Like, figure out what they did. Well, the, I don't right, know look. why I'm like that, but... Look, I, I, I genuinely I, think that I could I could do all of this. I genuinely think that my brain can handle all of this shit. No matter what anyone says to me, I'm ready for every single step of all of this shit. Because I want to learn every aspect of where I'm getting fucked over. And like... I, I, I Okay, maybe that's a question you can't answer until it actually happens to you. No, it's fair. It's a, like, you know, maybe when it happens to me, maybe when it does happen to me, I'll be like, damn, I kind of want part of that. Yeah. But... I don't feel like it's the artist half the time that wants part of that. I feel like it's their team. 
I think if it's something that you wrote that's really, really well, and what if it was even praised, like, like critically, and everyone's like, this is a beautifully written song. The lyrics are incredible. They speak to me. The music's beautifully done. It all fits perfectly. You'd be like, you know what? They I want it better people than me. to know that's mine. No, they didn't. They took it from you. <laughs> they did it better than me, though. No, if, they if, didn't. If it's, critically, they, if it's critically acclaimed, then they did it better than me. But how like, can it be critically acclaimed they did it better than you if it's yours and they wrote it and they just took it and recorded it? They got a better voice. <laughs> That's an assumption. My, you don't I, know I, that. I, to, to, exactly. Everything's an assumption. Why do I fuck am I giving shit about fuck, an award? I, I don't. Whatever. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna start stealing shit from you. You seem cool. Please, though. please, <laughs> please. I'm steal. not, dude. I'm, I'm, I want everyone to steal everything from me because I want to be able to know what works so that I can make it my own for the next one. No. Uh, you. I mean. And look, I'm, dude, bro. I'm not. No, I'm no, no, not, no, I'm and not, I'm not either. It's I'm a good literally discussion. sitting here. It's a good fun discussion. It's a fantastic discussion. I'm not trying to give you no, shit. No, I'm, I'm not either. I'm literally not angry. I'm literally sitting here like, 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 I don't know what I would do if it happened to me. From right now, I'm telling you what I would think in my brain. In my brain right now, what I'm thinking is like, damn, that, he fucking beat me. Like, like, he out, like, not, as, as a Jewish man, damn, he out Jewed me. Like, 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 <laughs> like, like <laughs> you know, like, this guy, this guy beat me in my own fucking game. Like, I gotta work harder. And like maybe if he's making if he's making like I said it at the beginning, if he's making a certain amount of money and I don't know what that money is yet, cause it's all based on my my income too. But, you know, if I'm making X and he's making X X X X X, maybe I want one X of those. Yeah. But I think you will, especially with the more X's there are. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, and I'm not trying to say you are wrong in the sense of the word, but, like, yeah, I can't uh, imagine someone taking my shit right now and, and becoming, like... It's, it's hypothetical. I'm not yeah, saying... Yeah, it's all hypothetical. And, like, also in that instance, you would hope and pray that what you did... Because there's... It's, would, also be, would also be famous and prevalent enough. Yeah. Like, if someone's taking your stuff and then all of a sudden it's critically acclaimed... I'm sure plenty of people liked it before. Like, if it's good art, it's good art. Well, okay, so I look at it this way, too. It, and I'll liken it to something else. Like, if you have, like, there are very well-known, we'll keep it to this, but there are very well-known podcasts in the world that are very clearly ripped off of other podcasts that have been around for years. They just had a better marketing plan. It's the same thing it's with not every better single content. thing in the entire world. Yeah. It's the same thing with every aspect of anything. Yeah. Different tires, different food, different sure. different cards, different beers, different. It's the it's all just marketing. Yeah, and I'm gonna be damn. I'll tell you right now, I will not lose to anybody in a marketing fucking contest. I will fucking I will outwork you. I will just my except in the scenario that we just went over, someone outworked you. <laughs> exactly. So if someone outworks me, take that take that that blueprint. Take that fucking punch to the face and work harder, goddammit. Because you <laughs> got some shit you. to do. If you got, if I could do all of that with my lyrics and my being against me to someone else's voice, I better change my fucking voice up. <laughs> hey, you're a unique one then, man. I think most people I would don't be know. Like, like, I don't take no, anything. No, you are. You are. I think you are. I don't know. I just don't think, I don't take anything personal. My goal, like, congratulations. I'm next. Like. All right. Yeah, hey, what, you, what you got? If you got something off of me, congratulations. You got a little short-lived thing. Yeah. I got the long-haul, motherfucker. I got, I got the plan to keep re, to improve 
whatever the fuck you think you got, since you stole it from me, I get to improve on it. I get to make the next better thing. That's how you that's how you keep going in this music shit. If you get pissed off, if you get angry, if you let somebody ruffle your feathers, you're not going anywhere. Now, am I gonna sit here and tell you that I haven't cried and freaked out and been pissed off and punched walls and told my girlfriend I wanted to quit and all this shit? No. I mean, dude, I've done that three times out of the week. But that's what this life is, and that's what you gotta do if that's the thing that you want most in the world. You gotta, like, know that you're gonna cry. You gotta know that you're gonna fucking... You gotta know that you're gonna be making sacrifices, and and people are gonna call you crazy. I mean, dude... Like, I, I, I don't make a lot of money. I don't. I mean, I... I, I, I was making more money at Panera than I do now at, at Nature's. I took that cut to pursue this shit. And I haven't regretted it since. And I will never regret it. This is the only thing professionally that I've loved in my entire life. And I love every single minute of learning more about this music scene and meeting more people who are obsessed with this music shit. And, you know, my friends are my best friends in the entire world, but they don't love music like I do. So when I constantly fucking talk about it, it's annoying as shit to them. Yeah. But for me, it's the best thing in the entire fucking world. And like meeting people who also love it like I do, it's 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 the most beautiful feeling in the entire world. And when I get to hang out with those people and like go out to shows and like be out with the people who also love music as much as I do and love Cleveland as much as I do, like it's it it's truly the most rewarding thing in the entire world and I will work harder than anybody and, and anything in the entire world to make sure that I can keep doing that for the rest of my life. And I know it's a really slow process. Uh, something like this would be, yeah. It's rare that it just hits real quick. Yeah. Uh, Big Sean has a lyric where it's like, it took 10 years for me to become an overnight success. That one hits. Like That really hits. <laughs> like... That yeah, that shit hits me. Yeah, that's one of the best rap albums of all time. Dark Sky Paradise, probably the most underrated rap album of all time. I every single song on that fucking album is a hit. Well, I want to get into that too, but I also want to I want to get into your new one that's coming out. So first, yeah. So I know we were talking. So I because I want to talk about the new album you have coming out too, and then I I definitely want to because you you were talking about like you know the underrated albums. I want to talk about your. Your favorite albums and your favorite songs too, but let's talk about the My album you have coming out. Here. Now. Well, yeah. not not coming out; it's already out, but like well, it, it's very very new. Yeah, Ego Death. Yes. So, is this when you're writing something like a new album, and, and under the, this might vary, and it does vary for everyone I talk to. Do you view it as a concept? Do you view it as as a theme? Do you view it as each one is its own story? Each one is completely different. Like 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 for ego death in particular. So what when you look at it as a whole, can you look at it as a whole, or does it have to be looked at by the no, individual? No, it's all looked at as a whole. So for me, it's like I tried to create an album that uh, I would say um, each song tells its own story, but does not complete the album without the next song like right if you take one song out of ego death it sounds really weird it's the sum of its parts it is all the sum of its parts yeah. and you know seth and i debated what songs to keep what songs to stay what well, not what songs but what beats to keep what songs is you know stuff like that for years and seth always 
still to this day will always try to sell me the dumbest beat possible. It's like the weirdest fucking beat. And he's just like, dude, this is a really good beat. And I'm like, no, it's not. Shut up. Like, <laughs> and he loves it. And it's just like the weirdest thing ever. But like, Ego Death specifically, it's a concept of, so, I, I did you look at the cover? Yeah. So that's made by an amazing black-owned business, Art School Reject Club. They are, I cannot stress how talented they are. Um, if you are looking for, like, artwork of any kind to, like, completely... Reinvent, re- renovate your fucking like, and reimagine what you could think is like, look as art. I don't know. Like, they took they like, Kenron, who is art school reject, part of art school reject club. He's the artist. Like, he took my idea of ego death, and I told him about my old like most personal stories about every song. We sat down for hours, smoked like four blunts every night, and would just talk about each song and what it meant to me. And, like, I could tell he was listening to every fucking word. And he took all of that and put it into the most beautiful fucking piece of art I've ever seen in my entire life. Those, that album cover is hand-painted on two, like, the front and back is painted on canvas. Really? Yes. Ooh. I'm That's ju- impressive. Just finishing the payments off to own those, pa- to own those <laughs> paintings. Uh... That's it's, very, very impressive. It's unbelievable. You gotta give me their name before you go. Yeah, I will for sure. Yeah. Um they are they are the oh my God, I I just cannot stress how fucking talented they are. Um and so the cover is is you see the, the house on fire and the two entities inside, right? So my real name is Justin and my nickname is Squints. And in that first song, that's just it, the chorus is like that's Justin, but that's just Squints. So Justin is my left brain, and that's my like analytical side. And this explains all of ego death. So my analytical side, right? Like you have a girlfriend who makes way more money than you. You, you need to grow the fuck up. You need to get a job, a career path that's not this once in a million bullshit. And... Start to change your life before you're fucking, you've already, before you've lost it. You have a great chance to get out of this shit. Go. Stop, dumbass. And then there's Squints, who's like, let's go out. Let's get drunk. Let's get fucked up with all your friends. Forget all the adult shit. Let's go be ADHD, man. Like, and then they're constantly at war. And they're constantly arguing with each other. And they're so busy. They're so engulfed in fighting that they're engulfed in the flames. They don't care about what's going on around them. They only care about fighting. And in the front of that burning house, you see another entity with a little blunt lit, and that's Yaya. So ego death, by definition, is the death of one ego and the birth of another, in layman's terms. Um, And so it's the death of Justin and the death of Squints and the birth of Yaya. And each song, from beginning to end, talks about things in my life that were mini ego deaths that led up to the moment that I'm living right now. That was uh, way deeper than anyone that's ever explained their album to me. <laughs> I mean, I've talked to people about concepts, but I mean, that was almost a triple personality. It is a triple personality. You know what I mean? Because each one of like you, you and I th- you described it well too. You described it well because I, I think that's, I don't think that that's something that people grow out of. 
you know, in terms of that, like you, you always have the the quote unquote responsible voice. Then you have the not not the angel devil shit. I'm not talking. No, about it's that. not angel devil. But I mean, each side, but but has their positives and negatives. We all still have that voice in us that says, "Oh my God, fuck off this job. Let's go have some." And we fun. all still, and we all st- we had that inner 16 year old, and we have that inner 35 year old yeah, in our yeah, head at yeah. all times. Yeah. And it's just, maybe you get better at muting it, or maybe you're just like, as much as I, I I'm never going to kill off that 16-year-old, but I also have to so kind of keep me, him, I got to keep him at the bay. The only way I can keep moving yeah. forward in my life and overcome obstacles and decide what I want to do moving forward is writing it out in the lyrics. Yeah. I moved on from a horribly toxic relationship through an EP called The Heartbreak Tape. I moved on from my father, like, not moved on, but you never move on from, like, shit like... Your dad dying, but... Nah, you just live differently. You just live differently, and, like, I have a song called 44 on that album, the second song. Um, talks about my dad, my grandpa, and my great-grandpa all dying at the age of 44 of a heart attack. Really? All three? Yeah, on, the da- on my dad's side. That's wild. So I'm the fourth generation of that, and uh, living with that shit. And that's why the chorus is 44, 44, I'll be dead at the age of 44. Like, am I just another number? Am I different? Can I be different? Do I want to be different? Like all of that is what I think about every day, and like I can't get through that, and I can't move forward to that unless I can put it on paper, and then listen to it and be like, "Oh wow, you fucking, you're crazy!" Like talking about how you're gonna die, you better not, dumbass. Like if I can hear that, if I, if I can hear myself tell myself that recorded, then I can move on and process things a little bit better. Cause my brain's moving at a million miles an hour. So the music shit, as much as it is for someone to connect to it. Which I have, that I have an I have a number one fan, who's I think he might be sixteen or seventeen now. His name's Braden. Shout out to Braden. He listens to all my music. He's come to all my he's he not all my shows, but he came. To, he finally got to come to one of my shows. I got him free tickets. He was grounded. I got him ungrounded by his mom. He I I he, he got to the show. I signed. I I used to wear a, the same hat every show, and I took off that hat and I signed it for him. I wear a jersey backwards. At every show, he came Jersey backwards. Every single song, he knew the lyrics. I'm sitting there like, holy shit, I have a fan. Yeah, you get a charge out of that. It's impossible it's, not to. I, don't, I have a song about that. That's an ego death for yeah. me. That changed what I wanted to do. There was someone, he, he used to message me, and I still think about it to this day, of him messaging me and being like, hey, like, I just want to let you know your music helps me get through my parents' divorce. And as someone who comes from a parents were divorced by when I was three, that shit hit me. Yeah. And like, I'll never forget. I'll never forget that shit. And he literally has that hat I signed for him in like a case covered with the ticket from oh the show. Shit. <laughs> like that's great, man. That's the shit that keeps me going. And like, so I have a song called Role Model. It's the second to last song, which talks about me being super like, oh, let's get fucked up. Let's make a toast. Like, let's fucking... What, let's, let, let's just not care. And then being like, oh my God, I'm a role model. Like, people are fucking looking up to me. Like, you gotta stop, like, like being so carefree all the time. There's people who are looking up to you and what you're doing. All my mistakes are magnified now. now that, and that's what I want to do. So, like, as much as I want to keep pursuing this, like... Every single time that I get a step closer to being successful at this, the more I'm being watched. The more people are looking at me to see what my next step is. And I have to be aware of that and I have to be 
accepting of that. And like that shit, the Brayden, the the sixth the when I think he started listening to my music when he was 14, 15, that shit is like helps me see things at a different point of view. I mean that that's yeah, for someone like that to happen, I mean to anyone at any time to show that much interest or that much like kind of love for what you're doing creatively. Yeah, I mean it's it'd be impossible to not be infected by that. In fact, if you aren't impacted by that, there's something wrong with it. I don't you. know if he knows that, but it, Brayden, if you do listen to this, chances are you're going to. Uh you got a segment and uh you uh you are the uh inspiration for role model, so just let you know. Well, if he's got your hat signed in a case somewhere, I think he's really going to like that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> now, we talked a lot about, like, like Cleveland artists and other, like, Cleveland. Like, is there someone you want to collaborate with in Cleveland? That I that... haven't yet? Yeah. Talking about, like, live performance or song. Anything. 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 Like, yeah. Live performance-wise, I guess, and song, the first people that come to mind are some of my best friends that we haven't gotten to work together yet, so I'm just going to whisper it. Hey, Rosie's. Rosies, Rosies, Rosies. No, but they're my like best friends. At some point, we'll collaborate. It'll happen. They're the best band in Cleveland. There's not a question. There's no other band that's better than the Rosies. If you think like they're, they're so fucking good. They're they're, I I don't mean to suck their dick more than I already do, but the Rosies are the best. Uh, Ills Villains, best rap group in Cleveland. Um, but. I would say the people I haven't worked with outside of the Rosies, um, I real I mean I get to do a show with t- literally tomorrow four twenty happy four twenty early four twenty everybody, uh, uh, with a with Mikey Silas from Apostle Jones love Mikey Mikey's doing my show and we are James McGinn of Tropadelic Tropadelic uh, is great uh and he's the trombone player he's he also raps um he's gonna do a show with me tomorrow it's his birthday tomorrow. And uh, Toby raps. Um, Toby was on two weeks ago. Yeah, Toby. Yeah, so all of like those guys. Like I, I finally get to do something with them. Very excited about that. Um, I want to work with more like rock bands. I guess. Like I, I feel like, show wise, I want to do like a show with, like, like, I'd love to do. God, what I mean, I don't know. I feel like I'm a step away from anybody I could want to work with. And I just gotta like reach out to them. I don't know. Well, like it's, it's so weird. It's so weird to like live in the scene now and like be a part of this. Well, you so, know, like, it's wild. Like so, it in the, even for me because I can't even answer that question because there's so many talented people. Well, I, mean, I want to work with people in the daytime a lot. Um, I I love their stuff a lot. Um, I want to work with Who Save Two. They're awesome. Um, rap wise, me and Mello still have to collaborate, and I feel like that's been a long time in the making. It hasn't happened. Sadu. Is another amazing f- artist. Uh, she is so fucking talented, and I we we have been talking about getting on a song forever, and we just haven't. Um, God, who else is there? Um, I got to work with Solon, and that was a big one off my checklist. Um, I got to work with False Teeth, big one off my checklist. Um, well, that's good if you're getting my... Again, it's funny, like, you, you, the, the ones you wanted to work with, you have worked with, and other ones you're just, like, a step away. Like the, And even the ones you mentioned, too, I mean, those are ones for me. Like, Mikey Silas came in here. I had a great time. That guy is so talented and cool and down-to-earth. Toby I'd was another one. I'd love to do a song one. with Apostle Jones. That'd be really cool. They're, and yeah. a song with Toby. So Toby wants to actually come to the room. Um, 
and uh, we're trying to make a beat for him and stuff like that. And I'd love to hop on a song with Toby, hop on a song with James. I'd love to work with Chopadelic. That'd be fucking crazy. Um, just do a show with James, like, outside of Cleveland, stuff like that. Um, there's so many cool people in Cleveland that I want to work with, too. It's just, like... I and, and not even people, like, necessarily in, like, making songs. Like, I want to, like, perform at the House of Blues that I just, like... I just got the connection with Julius uh, over at the House of Blues, and like I want to, I want to do a show there, and like uh, I haven't done a show yet at the Agora. I love to do that, and I want to do like stuff like that. Like I want to check off every single fucking little box of venue I can do in Cleveland. Like I want to be like, like I just love that. Yeah, I love, and I love setting up shows, and I love meeting new people, and um, I love making it to the next step, and 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 like. I want to work with anybody who wants to work with me. Yeah. And make art and be happy and just be cool with what we're doing. I don't know. So I usually ask artists, like like, uh, like, like in your genre, I would ask what are your, who are the top five? But I feel like for you, that's not the question to ask. What are the... I mean, my biggest influence is Mac Miller. Okay. But for me, and I think, I think these are ones that you're going to be more in tune with. What are the ones that people don't know that they should? Like, give like me like, my, like, give me like three, like three, three people that you love musically. It doesn't, it don't have to be Cleveland, just in yeah. general. But you're like, why are these guys not bigger? They should be. So if someone's like, who do I not know that I should know? All right, all right. Um, oh gosh. Um, the first person that comes to my head is um. Oh, to go back really quick, someone that I haven't done a song with yet is Mookie, and I'd like to do a song with Mookie, so text me, bitch ass. Um, Wait, who's that? Mookie? Mookie, yeah. Okay. I He's an awesome dude, and we just haven't done a song yet. He was supposed to be on Ego Death, and then he just, we never got to the studio. We, okay. Uh, he, uh, we just forgot, well, not forgot, but I, I dealt with a, a friend's death that kind of fucked, he is dealing with a friend's death, too, that kind of fucked both of us up. Um... But uh, the first person that comes to my head when I think of artists that like no like people need to listen to is is um his name's Black but not Six Lack it's B L C K K um he's like a more of a scream rapper but he can do everything yeah and it's just like he's like I don't know I'm obsessed with listening to that guy's fucking music right now don't know why but. If, if if you if you want something to work out to, B L C K K cannot stress that enough. Um, he's also got some really sad stuff that's like really 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 fucking good. Um, like we talked about earlier, one of my favorite artists like that no one ever like back in the day like Big Sean man. I just I love Big Sean. I love Big Sean's lyrical fucking prowess. Yeah, he's so fucking talented. Um. But I guess everybody, you know, it's bigger. Whatever. Uh, I really think that everyone should listen to Illus Villains uh, out of Cleveland. I, I truly think that they are the closest thing to, like, a, a star-studded hip-hop group in Cleveland. Um, the lyrics are there. The flow is there. The cadence is there. The performances are there. How the fuck they're not famous yet? I I, I don't know. Um, I, 
I think whenever you come across someone where you think that it's it's because it's it's a lot. There's a lot of things that go into being, and there's some famous. of my best friends. Like, yeah. Those, like yeah, Enzo and Eric. I saw both of them two day before I got here. I was oh, at good. Enzo's house before I came here. But I truly believe that Enzo and Eric and Ellis Villains are the are, are the best rappers in Cleveland. Yeah, that's. I, I know what you're talking about though. And ter- like you, when you hear a song, you're just like Jesus Christ. How has not someone picked this up and blasted it to the entire country like for me going back and obviously i've already mentioned him to you and they were a past guest but when i heard surrender by free black Mm -hmm. i can't understand how like i can't be the only person that heard this and thought this was amazing right like this is an amazing song flaco torres is an amazing lyricist hr3 is a great drummer they're an amazing group together and they, everyone should hear this and think they're amazing. I don't get it. I blasted that out to anyone. I, I like text changed like five people. I'm like, listen to this. You know, I put it out there on like my stories. Listen to this. Like it's, it's one of those things that I just, there's so much that goes into quote unquote being big, being famous, being well known. And obviously there's the talent thing. I think that has to be there because people can see through that. But then there's also not the talent thing. There are plenty of people that are just marketed well and everyone's just shoved down your throat. But I think those guys are fantastic. But like, again, for me, like another great Cleveland band that's completely off the board of what free black does. This is like more heavy punk blossom park. You know what? My buddy mentioned them not too long ago. I got to check them out, but he, Uh, he actually mentioned them too. They play on the 22nd. With the Rosies and another amazing Cleveland band, Truss, um, at the Jester's Lounge at the Masonic on the 22nd. Um, I think that's the Saturday. It's uh, That's going to be one of the biggest bills like locally of the year. Um, no shortage of good acts in this city, man. No, dude, seriously. No shortage at all. It's it's, it's wild. It's, it's, it's really wild. And what's even crazier is when you get into the real niche of it, half of them are like, like some like one person will be in, is in three different fucking bands. Yeah, it's like crazy, it's like wild. Well, it's a lot of collaboration. You know, it's, it's, it's all it's, yeah. just a bunch of musicians who are so talented. Like my studio, there's like just the four of us. It's Yaya, and then there's Parking Lot Ducks, Honeyland, Fruit Fly, Electric Freak Show, Trapeze Artists. I didn't forget that one. Uh, oh my god, am I forgetting anything else? Uh, False Teeth. Because Seth has played in False Teeth once. Uh, I think that's it. I think that's it. But, like, that's all the bands like that, like, that, like, just were a part of. It's wild. It is wild. But I'm, but, but it, and that's, I think, something that I found a lot is that there's, there's a, a vibe and a theme and a thought in the city, in music, of course, but outside of music, too, that there's room for everybody. You know, and, and there's a lot if of. If you are listening a lot of to support. this podcast right now and you have not been to a like local Cleveland show, I implore you to do it. I implore you to go support local music because you have no idea how great you're gonna like. You're gonna find your next favorite band. There's some wildly talented. I promise people. Yeah. you will find your next favorite band, and if not that, your next favorite live performer. Like, if you like moshing, like there's some great punk. There's a there's a great punk scene in the city. Um, Solon. Is an amazing artist who does not. She's literally creating her own scene in the city. Like she does, like that, like, like kind of like hyper poppy stuff. Like more like soul, but it's like hyper pop, and it's like she's because she calls herself a synth princess, and she is just creating her own lane and doing her own shows. And like she is like 
creating mosh pits out of, like, auto-tune music. And, like, it's wild, man. And she's got the full band behind her with the auto-tuned mic. And it's, like, the craziest shit. And she she does the wildest shit on stage. She, she literally made... she One time she was a happy dog and she did a hot dog eating contest in the middle of the show. Like, <laughs> like Solon, if you listen to this, like, just know that I look up to you for live show shit. Like, she is truly creating her own lane. Like, it's amazing. Well, my... The thing I'm most excited about for the end of this podcast, I'm just going to start sending you just... Stuff I think you should know that's not Cleveland and stuff that I love from Cleveland. Same here. Buddy. I'm just going to start sending you just songs. Same here. I did this with Scuff. Like, we got done, and we talked a little bit about stuff, like, because we did the same thing. And I was like, this one, this one, and I would just send my favorite songs from past guests. And there's so many good ones. Obviously, he knew Apostle Jones. You know, he knew Free Black, but there were some other ones that came up. Like, I'm going to send you, like, just... Just ones that I love that I think people should know. If I and don't know Cleveland. them, I'm gonna fucking dive into them because a lot of these bands, like I'm, I've either talked to because I've tried to book them or I have booked them. There's some uh, I th- and I sent two songs of Scuffs over to Locally Grown. Yeah, like, these are my two favorites. You gotta, you gotta have them on. They're like we're already talking to them. Like yeah, thank no, God, yeah, thank yeah. God. Scuffs, Scuffs, a good, really good dude. Good yeah. guy. But yeah, I'm gonna. As soon as we're done, I'm just gonna start shooting these over to you. Like, please do, check man. this one. Check. I love. And I please love do the same because you've named a lot of bands that I just I want to. That I, some I know, like I know Tropicalic. Obviously, I know some of the other ones, but other ones that I don't know about, like some punk ones, some hip hop ones. Send them over. I want to know more. Dude, there's I some know more. really, there's some really cool shit out here, man. There's some really unbelievable artists who just wanna. I don't know. Who's wanna create art all the time, and it's it's so cool to be a part of it. I cannot stress how like. Long I've strived to be in uh, in a scene like this, and like uh, now that I'm like fully enveloped in it, it doesn't feel real half the time. Doesn't feel and like I don't know. I just want to do it for the rest of my life. Well, I, where can everybody find your stuff? My stuff's all on on every single fucking platform. Ego Death is on everything but Apple Music because Apple Music hates my guts. Um, yeah, I couldn't find it. <laughs> yeah, it's not on Apple Music because they spell my name Y-A-Y-A and group me in with all the other yayas and refuse to fix it. Apple Music, get your shit together. That's why I couldn't find it. Yeah, so I couldn't music. upload it. It wouldn't let me upload it because I would upload it under Y period A period, Y period A, and it would go to Y-A-Y-A, and they're like, this isn't your channel. And I'm like, I've tried to fix this eight times. So I gave up, gave up. Uh, But... Uh, Ego Death just released it. Uh, like, I cannot stress enough how much I want people to listen to that. I've worked on it for way too long. So everything but Apple Music is on there. Yaya's Music on Instagram. That's where I post constantly. Um, you'll see me on shows. I'll be in the May edition of No Cover, the magazine, under the five people to know. I'll be under that. So look out for me on that. Um just follow me on Instagram. I, I If you listen to this podcast, you got an Instagram. So follow me on Instagram. That's very true because I'm Instagram heavy. I don't really Instagram care about Instagram heavy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. music. Y-A-Y-A-S music. Um, I got a link tree in my bio that's got everything that you can need. I got merch. Um, I got my own joint papers that I got to re-up on. I got uh, just, just so much in the works. And if you are a musician and you're listening or, or you're a – Somebody who wants to maybe start recording music or start doing live shows, 
please do not feel scared to hit me up. I want to help you. I don't know who you are, but I already love you and I already want to help you and I want to make you fucking be seen and heard because everyone deserves the fucking platform to what they believe is truly art. Dude, I appreciate I appreciate all that. I appreciate you coming in. I again, I've always I appreciate it, you having me and making course, this work, man. and this was a bigger blessing than you know. Okay. Well, again, I, I'm glad. I, th- that's the biggest compliment that somebody can pay me is that they just had fun just sitting here just kind of talking shit about shit about shit. Yeah. You know, talk about music, talk about shows, talk about things they like, talk about things they don't, go over hypothetical situations and pseudo-argue about them and still have a good time with it, man. Honestly, I, this is... Why I do it, it, it there's uh, this is exactly what I like doing, and you're another example. Of it. I Thanks. appreciate that you had a good time, and yeah, I was a solid guest. That is uh, something I try to strive on as being a good people person. Yeah. So well, if I wasn't having a good time, I wouldn't. Have been, I'd have been and like, we no, I don't want way another. Shorter, yeah. I'd be like, I didn't. No, I don't want another beer. I'm fine. <laughs> that's the so for future guests. That's the that's the the, the yeah, sign he, that yeah, I'm not enjoying. Yeah, he stops drinking. This. Yeah. <laughs> when you're like, do you want a beer? I'm like, no, I'm fine. I'd rather just you know, wrap this up. <laughs> no, I'm fine. No, I'm fine. This was great. Thank you uh, guys for listening to it. the Guiltless Podcast. I am your host, Yaya, with my guest. Fuck <laughs> that. I do that to everybody's shit no, all I'm the fucking time. Way. I'm ending it that way. Dude. Fuck that. You're the host. Thanks. That's it.